You're listening to the Look Right Naked podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look right naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Today, we are going to talk about six habits that can ruin a man's health and their body. Now, nobody wakes up saying, I'm going to be fat, weak, out of shape, undisciplined, unhealthy, acting incongruently with the person that I want to be. Instead, what it is, it's a gradual set of circumstances and choices in reaction to the circumstances in front of us that tend to lead us there. One of the biggest ones, and we'll jump into these shortly, is when we make a decision and we set a goal and we act incongruently when acting with that goal, that absolutely obliterates our self-confidence, our self-image, and can set up a chain reaction of decisions that lead us to self-sabotage the things that mean most to us in our lives, whether it's health, wealth, and relationships. And as we get into these, these are not specific training tactics. These are something deeper. These are daily action habits, mindsets, and habits that bleed over into fitness. And they can also be improved when you do take care of your health and you take care of your body. You see, fitness is a force multiplier. It can have huge benefits for everything that you are doing. But if we abandon the principles that we need when it comes to building our best body, they can also work against us. And ultimately, our habits, well, show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Habit number one, negotiating with your inner bitch. Yes, your inner bitch. So if we could zoom out here, you would actually see an image on my wall of Joe Rogan. It says, powerful at the top, powerful JRE, conquer your inner bitch. Now, what is this inner bitch that we talk about? Well, this reminder for me in my office every single day is a reminder that each and every single one of us, we have that insidious little prick that stands on our shoulder right here and knows exactly how to talk trash to us. They tell us what we can do, what we can't do. They drive vices into our lives. They come up with excuses for why we can't do something, reasons to skip the gym, reasons to lean into different vices, reasons that the goals that we have are not worthwhile in achieving and when we have this inner bitch and when we let them win, well, that's when we act incongruently with the person that we want to be and the decisions that we make. And when we act out of alignment with who we want to be, what we want to do and who we want to become, that is how we lose self-confidence. That is how we lose self-belief, particularly speaking to the men out there. That is when we lose the drive to do the things that we want to. We become neutered, sedated, and too passive in life in general. And when this happens, we have a tendency to look back and wonder, what if? What really have I been doing? And this is something I see all the time in the fitness world as a coach with people who negotiate nonstop. I can't work out today. I'm too busy. I don't have time. All of these aspects, while excuses and have some level of validity, are still negotiating with your inner bitch because there's always something that you can do, even if it's not the perfect choice, but in fact is a better choice than doing nothing to help achieve the things that you set out from the beginning. So what we have to do is we have to stop negotiating with that inner bitch. We have to murder our excuses and get the job done regardless of circumstance. Habit or trait number two, vice dependency. Maybe smoke a little weed to numb out or use porn to disconnect. You catch yourself incessantly scanning that crack device, your cell phone to shut your brain down and to not have to think. Or maybe it's a nightcap or getting smashed on a weekend. 
whatever the case, everyone has a vice. And if we're not careful, that vice can lead to a series of decisions that lead us to the ultimate forms of self-sabotage and take us off of our mission, that destroy our health, that destroy our confidence levels. And guys, let me be real with you for a second, right? So when I was 25 and I was going all in on starting a Bach performance, I was robbed of over $100,000 from my accountant. This so happened to have occurred just a couple weeks after I had left an incredible job working with high-level athletes who were doing NFL combine training at Landau Performance in Denver, Colorado. Incredible opportunity. In fact, when I graduated college, I thought that's all I wanted to do. As it turned out, when things started to grow online, I was able to see the impact I could make with people through many different channels. That began to form the freedom, the financial flexibility, the aspects that I truly wanted when it came to building a business and being able to serve people. Back to the story here. I was training one of my clients, Chuck, and I have a rule where I'm not answering my phone, any responses when I'm with a client. And I try to keep that rule across the board. But 15 vibrations in my pocket later, I had to check. I had to see what was going on here. And I picked up my phone and I looked and all these messages were missed calls and voicemails directly from my accountant's assistant. I thought, shit, gang, this cannot be a good thing, right? This cannot be good at all. And it wasn't. And essentially what happened, my accountant, Don Eiley, still in prison, stole all my payroll taxes from when I was building up Bach Performance, the online brand, in addition to what I was doing in person. And so at this point, I had just gone all in, left a great high paying coaching job to lean into my own dream. It had felt like the walls were closing in. It felt like the chips were stacked against my success because my back was against the wall. I didn't have money. I didn't have additional funds to pay an attorney. And this $100,000, this was already money that was paid out to the IRS in my belief via taxes. And essentially what happened was, hey, I was saddled with having to pay the money back that I had already paid because filing a lawsuit in my case easily would have ran up attorney fees well in excess of what I actually would have gotten back. So that was a non-starter and I just didn't know what to do. And so at this point, I had my back against the wall. I had no idea what I should do. Should I go back and try to get that job back? Should I join a different industry? How am I going to make this $100,000 plus back and get myself to a point where not only can I get back to building my dream, but can I actually have peace of mind? Because at the same time, I was newly married. My wife, Lauren, worked for a computer software company that sold computer taxation software to the IRS. And we were concerned that her job could be in jeopardy if our personal taxes were out of alignment. So at this point, you know, the first thing, once I got over my desire to uh, extract revenge on said accountants, I got to thinking, this really sucks, but this is where we are. And I could either make the decision to use this as an excuse as valid as it may be, or I could lean into this. I could lean into what Damon John from Shark Tank and author of The Power of Broke calls The Power of Broke. And at this point, fortunately, I was able to lean into that. I was able to double down on my mentorship and develop some new aspects of Bach performance that allowed me to use that fuel of that terrible time to actually hockey stick and grow the business exponentially. Now, on one hand, I'm really glad that I had this. I'm glad that I had the work ethic, the tools, the mentorship, the ability to, to borrow and use credit to be able to dig myself out of this hole and transform my business. But along the way, burning the candle on both sides, and frankly, already in my early 20s, really enjoying my weekends and partying, well, 
some bad habits really developed pretty soon. Whiskey to take the edge off most days. If it wasn't whiskey, I was in Denver, Colorado. I was stopping by the dispensary, grabbing some weed on the way home. It was one way to numb out, to shut my brain down from the stressors that I was facing, trying to build this business and, and keep it all together, and to try to keep the illusion of everything being together while I suffered in silence to the world and push through this thing. And I can tell you, I developed some bad habits. You know, addiction runs in my family. And fortunately, right, by keeping the mentors, keeping the people around me, even though I struggled with definitely some connection and some levels of, of connectivity and, and productivity, and frankly, probably killed way too many brain cells, these habits had reinforced the habit of avoiding tough shit and depending on chemicals in order to disconnect and relax, right? And so while I battled with these vices for a while, and fortunately they're under control now with help, with friends, with family, with, with the circumstances that have been blessed upon me, it's important to understand that if we let these different vices take a hold in our life and we continue to feed that way of disconnecting, whether it's a drink at night to de-stress, getting drunk on the weekend to entertain yourself, whether it's smoking weed to relax and go to bed, that these things can easily grab hold and distract you from what really matters most and from the things that matter most in your life. And we don't want to get in the habit of just chasing those cheap dopamine hits because eventually what those do, those simply numb the real pleasures of life and frankly, turn us into purposeless dopamine-seeking sheep rather than men, women who are living by purpose. So use it as a cautionary tale because even though crappy circumstances happen, and in many times, this is what lean, lead people to lean into a particular vice. These things can easily take hold of us. And if you are not careful, they can side rail. They can damage everything else that you are working for. And that is why number two of the habits that can destroy a man's health is vice dependency. Point number three, settling for average. Listen, men, especially, and women need purpose. And today, if we want to talk about average, average, average means being in debt. Average means if there's a medical expense that happens and the bill is $2,000 that 90% of Americans can't pay that. It means being over-medicated. It means being overweight. It means battling different stressors that we cannot necessarily control on our own. Frankly, it means having zero backbone and feeling unsatisfied with many different areas of your life. That's what average is today. And take a second and think, what is your purpose? What actually drives you. We can look at many different texts like this. For example, Start With Why by Simon Sinek makes it clear that we need to get clear on what we're doing and why it is actually important. And when we get clear on what we are trying to accomplish, whether our mission is related to what we're doing in terms of a vocation for starting a business as an example, helping people transform their lives through fitness or, or something else, whether it is a purpose of getting into shape so you can walk your kids down the aisle, so you can be the best father, so you can feel great taking your shirt off at the beach and not be self-confident where you can enjoy that moment to your fullest. Either way, what we need to do as men, as women, as individuals is get clear on why, 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 why we are pursuing the things that we are pursuing. Because without this why, there's no way we are going to be able to overcome the shit sandwich, the nonstop stress, the things that are going to be coming down our way and overcome them. As an example, we just talked about my, my IRS story. So when I get back to my why and why this stuff matters, why I continue to push through even when saddled with this stress and this debt, well, a couple things. My why, first I wanted financial freedom for myself my family. I wanted location freedom to be able to go and do what I want and where I want with those who I love. I wanted my wife to be able to have the freedom to do a job that she loved, not necessarily needing money or benefit. I wanted the ability to take care of my family if something happened and they were in need. When it comes to health, 
when it comes to business. I want to empower people to be able to look great naked without obsessing over fitness. Because in many cases, the obsession leads to many other unhealthy aspects where people crash and burn, which is why we have a massive obesity epidemic and people do not have a sustainable way to get into shape. Or why about 80% to 90% of the people who lose at least 10% of their body weight will gain that weight back within three to five years because it's not sustainable. And when our health isn't sustainable and we can't maintain it, we cannot be the best version of ourselves. And for me, getting clear on these whys is why I was able to push through, to put in the long nights, to make those sacrifices, to be able to do the things that were necessary to build Bach performance and be able to expand and help and, and do all these great things that we're very fortunate to be able to do today. And so what I want you to think about personally, think of this in the realm of health. Why is getting healthy important for you? Why is it important for you not just to be the average over-medicated, overweight, under-energized, lethargic, lip dick man that is the average American right now? Instead, what do you wanna be? And more importantly, why? What impact will that have, not just on you, but what impact can you impart on the people that you care about, the purposes that you care about most? And with these things in mind, that is truly how we start to create a life that we really love, that is truly worth living, where we stand out and not be average. And what we need to do from that point is act. We can't negotiate with that inner bitch. We can't let vices take hold. We have to act. That's what we need to do. We've got to start going full throttle on what matters to us most. Hey, we'll jump right back into the meat of this podcast momentarily, but if you're enjoying the Bach Performance, the Look Great Naked podcast, please head over to Apple or Spotify and drop us a five-star review. You see, our ability to get this message out to as many people is predicated on reviews, on views, on downloads. So if you could drop us a five-star review, that would be appreciated and spread the message about what we're doing here so we can have a strong, sustainable, practical way to look great naked without living in the gym. Now, right back to the show. Point number four, the blame game. Ultimately, Bad things will happen to good people, and while it's not your fault that it happened, it is your responsibility to fix it. Back when I was coming back from my fraud case where I lost $100,000 from my accountants, I remember sitting down in the cold steel chair in the IRS office in downtown Colorado, Denver, Colorado, and the investigator, maybe two or three years older than I was at the time, late 20s, looked over at me and he said, sorry man, this sucks. Sometimes bad shit happens to good people. And that was it. That was pretty much the last thing I heard from the IRS besides send me money. Anyway, we all have excuses. We all have things. We have all of areas that we want to place blame for the reasons that we are not reaching the expectations that we are setting for ourselves. Whether it's saying, I have bad genetics. Well, you know what? Genetics load the gun, but your actions pull the trigger. Fitness is confusing. It can be if you incessantly chase information versus implementing what is time-tested and proven, like basic exercises, progressive overload, and not eating like an 11-year-old, if we do those things, it becomes pretty simple. And most of all, I need motivation. Listen, we don't need motivation. We can't give into the whims of our emotions, and that's how we make decisions. That's what kids do, right? What we need to do is something much different. We need to ultimately take extreme ownership, to coin a term from Jocko Willink, extreme ownership of everything in our lives. Because ultimately, while we do have different things that come up, maybe you're a parent with young kids and you're building a business and it's hard to get enough sleep, therefore you don't always feel motivated. While true, these are the circumstances that we are dealt. And it doesn't change the result that at the end of the day, we are judged by the results that we get, not the excuses that we make for when we don't accomplish what is needed or what we desire. And that's a perspective that we need to be able to have. We can't just fall to the whims of emotions and make decisions. For example, I'm sure, I'm sure Kobe Bryant wasn't always motivated when he sitting those jump shots. I'm sure Tom Brady wasn't always motivated to study film, to work on his footwork inside the pocket. I'm sure Aaron Judge 
wasn't always motivated to take batting practice, yet these high performers got it done day in and day out. And that's the same perspective. That's the same thing that we have to hold ourselves to, the same standard when it comes to the different things that we set in our life. Because if we play the blame game, that is just giving the responsibility and brushing it off. That's not how winners think. That's not how winners talk. That's not how they act. What you need to do is have discipline in the pursuit of your goals. And frankly, it comes back to that inner bitch. We've got to stop negotiating and we've got to get it done regardless. There is a way. There's somebody else who has had similar circumstances, maybe worse circumstances, that has achieved exactly what you are looking to today. And while you have to decide how much that's worth to you, there are trade-offs that can be made for you to do what is most important for you. Point number five, never finishing what you start. This is more prominent in the fitness industry than anywhere else. And here's what I mean. And I'm guilty of this as well, right? So whenever you bulk up, maybe you start to feel fat and then you stop. You know, the minute you see that bicep vein that you worked so hard for go away, you're like, ah, man, getting fat, gotta cut, gotta cut. I've definitely been there. Or when you get lean, you give up because you think you're losing muscle. This was a big one for me. If you haven't heard the story before, you know, when I was 14 years old, I was five foot three, five foot two, 103 pounds. Smallest kid getting run over on the football field. The confidence, well, I didn't really have any. And so for me, so much of my focus early on was building strength, building muscle, building power, building performance. And once I'd finally built that, I built up that external armor that definitely helped me in sports, but more than anything, helped insulate my lack of self-confidence at the time. Well, as soon as I started to try to get lean for anything aesthetically speaking, it started to uh, gnaw at the ego a little bit. I started to feel vulnerable again. And when we start to do this and we start to change, we start to abandon, we start to hop programs, well, we stop believing in ourselves, right? Because it comes down to this idea of self-image. When we make promises to ourselves and we don't keep them, this slowly erodes our self-confidence. It erodes our self-belief. And pretty soon, this idea of getting started on something and then abandoning it, that becomes commonplace. Pretty soon, we're always looking for the next workout program, the next business venture to start. That's not the way that we should operate. That's not the way that you want to operate. We have to recall that our breakthroughs at any point come on the other side of tough times. See, I'm a firm believer that the more trauma, the more bullshit that we go through and actually overcome, those are the greatest opportunities for personal growth in our life. And if we always abandon them and change things up and never finish what we're starting when times get tough, we never learn the skills to be able to overcome them in the first place. This comes down to a conversation that I have quite often with prospects for our coaching program and for clients inside the Look Great Naked protocol, which you can see via the link below. And it's this, I'm busy, it's not a great time, I don't have time to work out right now. Well, the fact is, Life is always busy. It's always going to be busy. It always has been busier. And chances are, it's only going to get busier from this point on in life. So you can either learn to do this stuff while you're busy, adapt it, and find a healthy lifestyle that's sustainable where you feel good about yourself and you can lead effectively and take care of your health and lead by example, or you can continue not finishing what you start in leaning into this excuse. And the reason this is important, when we make promises to ourselves that we're going to accomplish something and we don't stick with it, step by step, we ruin credibility with ourselves and then by extension with others. So if you can take one thing away, it's to make promises to yourself, to see things through and to keep them. Number six is flying solo. Nobody succeeds alone. I mean, absolutely nobody. And frankly, in today's society, people are lonelier than ever. And if you don't have the support of people who are pushing you to improve, you're likely surrounded by those 
who pull you down like crabs in a bucket. Have you heard this analogy before? So the crabs in a bucket analogy is, well, when you have crabs in a bucket and one tries to escape, the others, they reach up and they pull them right back down. And frankly, you probably have people like that in your life. Maybe you have some old friends that you go way back with and you have incredible times, but all those times are built around getting drunk, wasting time, doing things that don't serve what you deem to be most important. And when you try to make healthier decisions for yourself, maybe you get some shit. They talk trash and pretty soon you're going back to acting the way they were before. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people per se, but what we need if we want to accomplish the things that we set out in life is we need people who support us, support the things that we care about most, and we need people to push us. Gang, this is one reason why coaching, why mentorship, why having a close-knit group of people who are positive and growth-minded is so important. Because if you surround yourself with negativity, well, it comes back to the old saying, you become the person or the five people that you spend the most time with. And take a second, ask yourself, are you flying solo, trying to do it all by yourself? Or are you flying with people who are pulling you down? Or are you surrounding yourself with success? Because when you have the right people around you, everyone gets elevated, everyone. Put it a different way, if you become the person who starts acting differently, who starts doing the right things with your health, with your body, with your business, with your mindset, whatever you deem to be most important, you can also elevate those who are around you. Remember, show me your habits and I'll show you your future. Stop negotiating with that inner bitch. Control or kill your vices. Stop settling for average. We don't need more of that. Stop playing the blame game. Stop not finishing what you start. Whether this is commitments to other people, commitments to your workout programs, or something else. Then ultimately, stop flying solo. Listen, if you want to look great naked and it feels like you know what to do, but you're simply not getting it done, what do you think is missing? Well, if it's not the knowledge... It's got to be the discipline. It's got to be the habits. It's got to be the accountability. And frankly, that's what the Look Right Naked protocol does differently. You see, it's not just about training. It's not just about nutrition. It's about synergy between your lifestyle, your habits, and yes, the tactical aspects of training and of nutrition. And that's exactly what we do here. So ultimately, if you get dialed in, if you improve your body, fitness is a force multiplier. The lessons that you impart through changing your body bleed over and improve every other area of your life. And so it's time to stop negotiating with an inner bitch. It's time to start taking action and live up to your potential. And if you're ready, that starts by heading to bachperformance.com backslash call. Hey, it's Eric here again. Now, there are three ways that I can help you look great naked. Number one, if you want to grab a free copy of the Look Great Naked protocol to help you lose body fat without counting calories, then go to bachperformance.com backslash free training. Number two, if you're a busy guy looking to build muscle, then I recommend checking out our Minimalist Muscle Blitz, which has helped over 1,000 men build muscle without living in the gym. Just go to minimalistmuscleblitz.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Or number three, and last, if you want to work with me directly and get the best results possible, apply at bachperformance.com backslash coaching to look great naked without living in the gym. Until next time, my friend, 